Uh, can I tell you a sentence that I wrote that I was really proud of? Okay. Walking into November 2020 without a solid plan for nurturing your growth-fostering relationships is like keeping your toddler up too late, getting them up too early, feeding them only pink sour, sour tarts before taking them to a formal dinner and asking them to behave. Oh, I meant sweet tarts. No, I, I know what sweet tarts are. I said sour tarts, though, which is another thing. <laughs> no, it, but it could be, and it sounds delicious. This is where the party ends. I can't stand here listening to you and your racist friend. I know politics bore you, but I feel like a hypocrite talking to you and your racist friend. Welcome to My Racist Friend, a podcast about the messy parts of relationships that help us grow together. I'm Amy McKeese. And I'm Don Griffin. Hi, Don. Hi. I brought my broom and cleaning supplies so that we can clean up the mess after we get done. <laughs> yeah. So our last podcast, it's been so long because um, our last one was so messy, we couldn't release it, apparently, hmm. according, according to our producer. We talked about some stuff that felt important at the time and and I've been pondering it some since and but first I don't know if you have noticed this but it is almost October aren't we doing something in October yeah okay what is that what are we doing what we're talking about is how we do our podcast and like what our goals have been in doing this because this is a different this is a really different kind of podcast, I think. Like for me, what had what has shifted and changed through doing this? Okay. Like the things that I've learned and when I listen to the earlier episodes make me cringe and um They do? Yeah. I've learned a lot. Like I've I've learned a lot just from it's not just that you and I talk to each other mm-hmm. and that you get real and that I get real and that we try to slow it down enough to really explore these things. It's also that in the act of doing that, I start to think about what I'm saying and what it feels like to be you hearing what I'm saying. And I I get another view, another perspective of me and of you and of our connection. And that's, that's the beauty of growth fostering relationships is that they foster growth so okay so part of the reason why i never listen to our podcast uh is because i do want to grow but i don't want to feel bad about what i've said or or the thoughts that i had before because i am growing you know what i'm saying yes yes it's not it's not like we're uh we've got a before and after picture (laughs) right and i don't go back and be like you know, I'm not locking myself in the closet with the cat of nine tails. So we will talk about all of that in a very messy way, but it won't be as messy because Kevin will be helping. And Kevin, I don't know if anyone knows this, is not as messy as I am. Anyway, 
there's a discount to register to learn about podcasts, not just from us, because there are people who really know what they're doing with podcasts there as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's at the flyoverpodcastfestival.com. And then the code is friends with a Z, like so, friend Z. And that gets you 50% off, which is pretty good. Hey, this is a lovely write-up. Do you want me to read it? Because it's yeah. Will you read it? Because I didn't get there. Never, <laughs> so, so, so it says sharing the messy parts of relationships by Don Griffin Jr. and Amy McKeith, host, my racist friend. Lovely. Using podcasting to advance social causes. Longtime friends Don Griffin Jr. and Amy McKeith, LCSW. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, important yeah, that you yeah, say yeah. this. Maybe I should say Don Griffin Jr., realtor. But <laughs> Talk about how they started publishing their conversations about societal issues. My Racist Friend is a podcast about the messy parts of relationships that help us grow together. Through the authentic lens of their strong mutual relationship, their goal is to model difficult conversations that can promote understanding and connection in a world that needs both. I gotta be honest, until I read all that, I really didn't know what the hell we were doing. <laughs> You're just so agreeable. So that is awesome. That is that, I love that, man. So uh, <laughs> this year's event will be packed with great how-tos for beginners, special VIP feedback sessions for advanced podcasters looking to get to the next level. Fabulous giveaways and more. I want to know what the more is. I don't want to know what the giveaways are. Well, I saw some people on that list that are people that I like. And I thought, what if I got to listen to them that I might like that? Yeah, I've been, <laughs> that on, <might> be. <laughs> I've been on one of their podcasts. Flyover Podcast Festival is a production of The Meal in, the, in Bloom. It's a Zoom, though. You can do this from your wherever you Zoom. Well, I'm excited about that. When yeah. is it again, guys? October 8th. We're Thursday at 2 o'clock. Boom. I wasn't even looking at it. Coming up. Okay. Wow. I bet they tell you things like don't clap in front of this microphone while you're mm -hmm. doing a podcast. And never, never yeah. do a podcast outside. And don't do a podcast outside on a windy day, you <laughs> Which dumbass. Is what we do. We've been doing that. <laughs> it's just that I miss seeing you in real I know, life. man. And COVID just, I mean, it's just nice to get out. So I'm sorry. It's okay. It, it is okay. Dagnabbit. So, and there was this little dog that kept yipping and Kevin just typed to us. That was the final straw. So, okay. um, <laughs> but so I sort of want to talk about yesterday a little bit. Things are happening so fast. You talk about the president thing. You talk about his taxes. Or are you talking about the, the judge? We haven't talked about him picking uh, this very conservative Indiana woman. Uh, judge to take over Ruth Ginsburg's position. So nope. a lot has happened. Nope, we haven't talked about that. I actually meant that, um, and this happens all the time, that I watch Kevin. So Kevin was on Facebook and he's talking to our teenager and they're talking about Ween. Ooh. And that's a, that's a musician that all the hip kids know, Don. Ween. Ween. I'm not wrong, but we, but Kevin and our teenager were talking about 
ween and they were laughing and Kevin was sharing what, what his high school friend said about ween and they were bonding and I'm like, I'm going to get on Facebook. Okay. And there's a voice inside of me that says, Amy, don't, don't, don't. Don't just, work. Get on Facebook. Don't get on Facebook. Just go do some work. But mm-hmm. I opened and first, you know, Maureen had posted. So I was like, oh, gotta go see that. You know. And then the next thing it showed me was your page. And oh. I saw that you had posted the thing about from CNN about people driving cars into protesters, using cars yes. as a weapon. Yes. And I saw that my neighbor had written a very kind and reasonable response to someone that had earlier commented. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was basically stay out of the street. And she wrote, it's not that inconvenient, basically, to take mm-hmm. another road, okay. another road. It's not that hard. And my, I'm asking my brain, I'm like, what? What what is a thing to say here that that I could do if I believed that this was actually one of Don's friends? Because the thing is, <laughs> I think it's important to note that we have a really wide range of listeners. Like we, I don't think we have, I don't think this particular <laughs> friend of yours listens to our podcast, mm-hmm. but we have like a range, and we. We do. We really have a range. We have conservative people, or, or I think we have really. We do. Yes. Right. We do. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, people that that just think you're cool, and we definitely have like I think the full rainbow of um, medium to left leaning. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just thought it was a bunch of different levels of liberalism that we're listening to us. But right. that's pretty cool. I mean, so yeah, it got real violent real soon. He 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 was talking about uh, running out. See, and Amy, I didn't see any of this. It didn't. I know. It didn't give me any <laughs> notification because he must have said something very bad at the very beginning, and face and Facebook basically shut it down. When I got there, it was just his comment and my neighbors, and he responded meanly to hers. And I, and I responded trying to imagine that I was seeing him in person and like maybe I was at your office and he happened to be standing there saying this thing and I was waiting for you. So I was going to say something and I said, and it took me forever because all my brain was offering up was like, and then you can just do a long bleep here and then I don't have to say as many fucks, but that's no, all that like my brain was offering. But I finally came up with, gosh, because of I always hear my dad saying to me, like when I was a kid and I would have these fights with my mom, he'd come in my room and go, now, Amy, would it have been so hard to say, gosh, mom, I'm really disappointed that I didn't get to go to that thing. Oh, he's nice. Instead of screaming. like So so I always hear his voice and I'm like, gosh, white man, whose name I no longer remember. Mm -hmm. Your comments sure sound like you value your convenience more than you do a human life. You got, and I, I swear to God, you guys, that's too, you too wordy, too much. You guys are being <laughs> way too fucking nice. Because uh, when I saw that, I was so mad that I wasn't part of that because I right. just, I, I, I hear you. He said that he hopes that when we're in, if anybody comes to Indianapolis, 
that he has the opportunity to basically run them over with his big rig. There was a big rig, a truck. Yes. You do the research on him. He worked, he's a dispatcher now for a trucking company. All right. And he's talking about that. He would like to run the uh, black lives matter protesters down. Yeah. There's no, Oh, Hey guy, don't like, no, really a person like that is just, I'm, I'm late. Thank God I was late because this morning when I saw, because I asked people, can I see some screenshots? And they showed me the screenshots. So, of course, you know how you have like the voice of reason in your head. I've got like Don Griffin at the age of, say, you know, 18 to 21 <laughs> thinking about how can I ruin this man's life, you know? And well, I don't think that's a bad, I don't, I don't think that's bad at all. Like, I think he should be in trouble. He was publicly threatening people and he's was a racist shit on Facebook. I want to read some of this stuff that he said though. Okay. If you don't mind. Okay. <laughs> so that people know what we're talking about. I didn't necessarily mean to circle back around to it. No, I know, but it's too, but we got it. We're like talking in, like, people are probably like, what did he say? Uh, let's see. No, don't like this, the way I drive. Stay off the street. Go get a job, maybe. And then he says, stay off the street, snowflake. Don't pick a fight you can't handle. I wasn't even involved in this. Oh, I did you, see the target then, practice picture. And then you came in. He's, and you said, you're that happened before me? You said, yeah, your comments read as though you actually believe their convenience is more important than someone's life. Do you mean that? Which is, that's awfully sweet of how you said that. <laughs> yes, I think it's really nice. He said, I didn't say, <laughs> I said, I didn't say that, but I won't break for idiots. Yeah. And then he, uh, he says, uh, you have president, I see your angle. You have President Trump coming for four more years suck shit through a straw which i kind of oh, had I'm to laugh at because i that just uh, i had never thought of that image i mean is it thick is it runny I mean, oh my what, god what, i know what, too what much color about might that be um and then he says i'm done talking come to indianapolis and get in my way on the road i might accidentally run all you stupid fucks over why is he on your page? <laughs> and I have no idea. So I've he's just a, a troll. I mean, no, he's 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 a friend supposedly because I've got five thousand friends of people that I've never met, and some of them are. Yeah, I had one a couple of weeks ago that uh, he started calling like he was saying some really disrespectful things, and then he and then I like put him in his place. So he started calling my messenger, like calling me. It was like two or three o'clock in the, and he wouldn't stop just calling me. Hmm. And I thought, holy cow. Right. And we're not going to change their minds by having, you know, like this big kumbaya, touchy feely conversation. I think that, I think we don't give them our energy except to make sure that we're safe from them. If, you know, his, sister loves him and is happens to be a abolitionist social worker and can tolerate listening to him and helping him scooch a little bit then that's great but i don't think you and i can like that's not for us but but i like turn to kevin and i'm like i don't under like facebook i am never happy when i get on facebook like something beautiful and lovely does not happen when i get on here and so i close it 
I was so mad. And I was like, okay, I need to get, I need to get back into a good place because what I'm doing right now is like feeding my toddler red sweet tarts and expecting myself to behave well. So I, I need to give myself better things. And so I'm like, you know, what would be really soothing? And I go to my TikTok because really I'm finding so much joy in TikTok right now. And I follow Tabitha Brown. Who's that? Oh my God. She's a black woman, vegan chef person. Oh, I know. You, you introduced me to her. She's hilarious and the food looks delicious. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. She, and she's so funny. Like, so the one I land on first is about hash browns and making fancy hash browns. And she pulls out a bag of frozen hash potatoes to put into the hash browns. And she's like, I buy them already shredded because that's my business. Up. And then she dumps them in there and it, yeah. Oh, I just love her so much. And then there's another one where she's just like looking at the camera and she says, Hey, you're okay. Take a deep breath. I do what she says and I take a deep breath. And then I'm like, Oh my God. I guess the moral of the story is we should find peace, right? We should look for peace. Sometimes we need a break. I think there's balance. I think we need balance. Like start connecting now find your people like the people that benefit you like that help you feel safe and loved and find ways to nurture your connection with them now talk to your friends when you're frustrated prioritize connection right now because we're gonna need it i, I think you're right i just am so uh i'm just so scared right now you know me too I'm, I'm afraid i'm afraid that for some of us to continue to love there's going to have to be some warriors on the side of love yeah you know that's 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 what i'm saying there's got and i don't think love looks like passivity amy i just don't know what what gear to get into yet you know I'm just so confused right now. I'm probably just like everybody. I think everybody's confused. And I think that's part of what made our last, our last episode, aside from the sound things, it was a really hard one because both of us talked about our fears for our kids. Mm -hmm. My oldest daughter and my mom and I went to Madison, like I said earlier. And so we had an hour and a half and we listened to this podcast and it was all about the origins or who is QAnon. Mm. And it was super interesting. So I had listened to it before, but I didn't understand it because it's really complicated and I had to listen to it again. And, um, and my oldest hadn't really taken it in either because she'd sort of been in and out of the house while we were listening to it. So we were listening to that and stopping it every so often and talking about it, but also talking about people that um, have been in our lives for a long time, but I, I don't know anyone who believes in QAnon, but that might believe some other things. I do. I you mean, know? not. The, I, th I think a lot of people are believing, we see a lot of people believe in certain, in different things that QAnon have put out there, like the, the right. ring, the sex ring for children. And then we see the other thing that's really tied to George Soros. And then we see, and people, and, and, and the Bill Gates stuff, you know, you've seen that where they, 
where he's yeah. trying to chip us all and and then the world bank stuff and it's all the coming from the same people but you have different people believing in little snippets of that stuff right so so we were we were talking about that and about how hard it is to talk to those people about it and she was talking about like my mom was talking about an article that she read by about this guy who really researches this stuff who was saying that his mom believes QAnon and and it interviewed her too and they love each other very much and they just never speak of it we were talking about how like that's just how we were brought up like you don't talk about politics at the table you don't talk about race you know like you would be horrified if your child pointed to someone and said look that man's skin is darker than ours like no we don't see color don't say that um right but that's not love that's not a growth fostering relationship mm -mm. my point is we are very unskilled at having these conversations <laughs> like we don't know how because we haven't done it and we're having to learn like on the fly because suddenly we're realizing that being polite and not having these conversations is costing people's lives if we can't talk about police brutality and the system that creates and nurtures it, then we can't advocate for change. Mm -hmm. So in this thing, he talks about how it started as a joke. Like they would all take turns making up something and seeing who like could pull it off, who could sound real. Mm -hmm. And someone was like, Hillary Clinton's being arrested right now. And then the first QAnon post was a response to that saying, actually, it's already going. And then like this, blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, really? Yeah, yeah. And talking about like the ways that it got propped up and the ways that all these people like bought into it and um, still buy into it and believe it. And because I was saying, why do people keep believing in it? And my daughter was like, because they think they're on a team that is saving the world. Like they think they are getting something really, like they're on the, the superhero side. And who doesn't want to save children? Who doesn't want to save That's children? That's the problem. Who does, like, like when it says, hey, child, like we need this stopped. It's like, well, of course we do. Yeah, I'm on board for that until you realize it's all BS. You know what I mean? Like, I want us to have that feeling that we are doing something important you know they talked about QAnon like people telling their family about it telling their neighbors about it i don't understand why we can't have that with relational cultural theory guess like why can't people tell their neighbors hey there's this idea that relationships matter and that our whole society is based on this unfair hierarchy that literally kills people and there's a way to step back from that and I then they're like oh i'm gonna tell my grandma about that i don't know i don't know i mean it it, it, it oh, okay so even if we went to lovecraft all right okay fact, I, what i love about lovecraft the most mm -hmm. is the history that they talk about yeah. And, and some yeah. of the things, the scariest things are things that really did happen. Yeah. Yet some people all of a sudden need the supernatural. And I'm like fascinated by the scary shit that's like for real. 
Yeah. And I think it's the same thing. Like we are talking about facts, like the shit that's going on, the, that, that we're talking about is, is real, but yet this other stuff, I don't know, man. I, I thought I was onto something. I think I am. Maybe you could help me finish it. No, I think you are onto something that how come people believe, I don't even know all of the things that QAnon believes, but how come that can be believed, but we have science deniers and what gives that its power? And and I like to come back to sort of a practical approach too, in that I know that if I had Amy, Comey, whatever, I haven't paid enough attention to get her full name. If I had her in a room, peppering her with the science of conception would not make a difference because she's not hearing it. I'm assuming that she's educated enough to look it up. My family doctor, hopefully he's not listening to this because so far he's done very well for me. He's got some mess, some, some out there views too. He was one of the guys picketing the... Um, Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those dudes. Good doctor, but I, I just, um, I don't know. Right. If you talk about, but yeah. Oh, so, so that's what I'm saying. I, okay. So I'm saying on a practical level, like the yelling at someone that I don't know is not going to work. It was stupid that I replied to that guy. No, yesterday. it wasn't. But I was so mad once I saw the people that he attacked. And of course, my wife is like, what are you doing? He's like, she's like, do you really have time to concentrate on this guy? Like, she's right. You know, sometimes you just get like, what is it like? Because to me, it was almost a threat. You're saying, basically, you come to, if you come to Indianapolis and I have the opportunity to run over you, I'm going to. I think it's dangerous for him to live in a city where there are protests. Like, and, that, and I guess that's what I'm thinking about balance is that I think it's important that we set an example for our kids, for the rest of the world, for anyone who happens to be watching that racism exists and hurts people and that, that what, what he was saying is, is beyond reasonable conversation and it doesn't have to be tolerated. Like just because we're saying relationships matter does not mean that we're saying we tolerate threats. And I do think that it might be worth exploring a little bit why protests are inconvenient. Like if they go do them in my backyard where they're not going to bother anybody. But back to like how we, the conversations we do have though, with the people that are in our lives that are accessible, that maybe think a little bit differently than we do, but, but love us and want to have a connection with us, then we can have conversations and we can, you know, we can talk about anything, but like you can open up these conversations and you don't have to know everything and you don't have to know the end. You can just share, you know, this is my understanding. And, and when I hear you say that Brianna Taylor was a drug dealer, I have these concerns because I'm worried that you're getting information that's just not true. Well, but they'll say, you know what they'll say? They'll say, All right, you're listening to the media. Yeah, that's, they say, do your own research. Well, okay, I got to go down a little hole. <laughs> what's, the, what's the hell does that mean? Like, <laughs> do your own research. In other words, go and find something that actually supports my weird idea because the, the uh, research that's actually out there tells the truth for the most part. 
and that's and that's what I'm saying about about November, and that's why I'm saying, even while things are awful, like I don't see us hitting like this giant crisis point where things blow up. You know how like when you're in a relationship and it's not going great, but it's not going awful. It's just not going well and you don't like to fight. So then you come in and you like start a fight and you have this big blow up and then you get it all out on the table and you get to work through it. We're not doing that. We're just marching along and fighting. This is what my friend and I were talking about after your Facebook thing yesterday is that we're going to still have our regular lives while things fall apart. Like we're going to need dinner while there's fascists. So I want us to all, I want us to all work on being safe and having relationships that help you. You know, we're, we, we try to be real on here, right? We just, we do. Yeah. And, and, and you, at the end of the day, I mean, next week I might be positive about it, but, Look, when you're dealing with people that just hate, mm -hmm. maybe they don't hate me directly, or, or they hate Mexicans, or they hate gay yeah. people, or they hate transgender, or they hate, it's just based on hate. Yeah. And to me, that's just evil. And I'm, t I, there's, there's too much, there's too much proof that they are in the wrong. You understand what I'm saying? There's just too much proof. And, and eventually, I'm just going to hate you. I, I just, I'm going to hate your side. There, there's no excuse for following who you are following. You are part of the system and you're comfortable with it because you are comfortable. And, and you have a total disdain for everything else every other person that that does not think like you i know that's that you can't fight hate with hate but at this point in time these are people who either want to see me dead they want yes. to see people who are not like them they want them out of their country which is really our country right mm -hmm. we're snowflakes if we if we care about other people we're like no dude we do this thing all the time, not just on our show, but just on a daily basis, right? Where we're trying to be, we're trying to open up our hearts to people who have closed hearts. Right, but I'm not, I'm not actually suggesting that you open your heart to this guy. You get that, right? Not him, not just him. Well, no, I'm not suggesting you, op okay. I, I think that I, because it's important to me to be able to, to do that internal work. That does not mean that if, if my heart is open to him, that I'm like, sure, go ahead and threaten people. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting on you. I mean, I, I, I think you have the right idea. I want to be that way. I don't, but, but also I don't want to like, you and I both are having a, a hard time doing this because it, it's hard to feel hopeful right now. It is. And his comments, for me at least, sort of confirmed that that thinking exists. And I, of course, I knew that thinking. You know, I, I know that. But like the idea that, yes, that is out there and that is not an isolated incident. No, I, I put that article out there because I wanted people to talk about it. I, I know that I have certain people 
out there that think Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization who basically has never killed anyone, who tends to seem to be the people getting ran over. Yeah. I feel like we're in this room and we're all supposed to go and meet people in the middle, right? To talk. I picture me and you meeting in the middle, right? To bring the other people, like almost like a middle school dance, right? Like <laughs> then we're all going to stand on the edge and then yeah. go cry in the bathroom. We go to the middle and no one is there. The other side is not there. They don't even want to come there. Maybe, maybe they're even standing against the wall and they have guns drawn. <laughs> they're like, thanks for getting closer. You know, that's the image I have that they don't want to come into. The, they don't want to. I don't think of myself in the, as, you know, in, in the middle, just to be clear. But, um, <laughs> but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And I, we're not in the middle, we're but we're, we're, we're coming. We're trying to come. I, I, at least I'm trying to. And I'm not getting there. I'm, I'm, having, I'm having a real hard time. So when I say that about you, I'm having a hard, real hard time of trying to meet people halfway right there. I think that's it. It's not you that I'm talking about. It's me talk, that I'm talking about, that I'm having a hard time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not black. I mean, it, it's more. See, we're being hit on all fronts. It's not just black people that are that are targets most of the people that are getting beat up or shot or whatever that are black lives matter people that are in the streets fighting a lot of the people that are getting hurt are are white so when i got pregnant with our oldest mm -hmm. i was super duper emotional and i was really weird about it and i sort of peppered kevin on a regular basis with like all these existential questions that I wanted answers to before we brought a life into this world, <laughs> what he would very kindly do is talk about how we would still be connected. Like we would still be connected. And one of the things that happened when you and I were having that conversation in the wind was that we were talking about like our islands of sanity and creating those. But so Kevin would do that for me and what he has sent to us right now is like a little a little summary here he said love is not pretending it doesn't exist and that's true on the level of pretending that the really big bad things don't exist like the guy threatening to run people over or systemic racism but also differences at the dinner table with your relatives or neighbors Threats are outside reasonable conversation, so threats don't count anyway, so he's already out. Don't engage the trolls. Hmm. Good point. Thanks, Kevin. I need that. And it's hard to be hopeful right now. And we did, this is where we ended our last conversations. We were like, okay, so it's hard to be hopeful. What gives you hope? And how do we keep moving forward, like, having dinner and exercising and doing your weird cranky food thing. But, and then Kevin wrote, how do you reconcile these things? And I think we don't, like we can't reconcile that. And that is part of why, our, that is part of why we are so exhausted is because it's irreconcilable. 
but yet we're still together. Like we're still living in this world. We have to keep doing the best we can and we have to keep holding each other in safe places and supporting each other, whatever that, whatever that means. For some people, it means going for a walk together and being quiet and listening. Mm -hmm. For some people, it means scrolling through TikTok. It's tempting to isolate when you feel hopeless. Mm -hmm. It is. Because you don't want to get, like, I know the, the impulse to not want to get your mess on other people or to not burden other people. We are all struggling. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't share your struggle because everyone's struggling. That means actually you should be connecting over it so that we're not like the, you know, the physics experiment where the person lies down on the bed of nails, right? So that we're not doing that. With like just one point of weight on all those nails, we've got like a nice wide, flat Stanley going across the nails. Yeah, I get it. This is made so much harder by isolation. Yeah, it is. And I'm grateful that you keep coming back for this. <laughs> yeah, I am too. It's, it's actually good when we can do it. it just, uh, yeah. I just want to say I see how much you carry. I don't see all of it, but I see a lot of it. I see you carrying a lot. In, in some respects, uh, I think me as a black man, I kind of have felt and known what our country was like. But I think it's harder. I think I see a lot of my Caucasian friends. <laughs> yeah. In mourning, they're, they're in shock. They feel like they've, their whole life has been a lie. I did say when in our windy conversation that I wanted to respond to RBG's death in a way that wasn't, that was more self-aware and less selfish and wiser than I responded in 2016 to the election. Like I wanted to be able to say, I see how complicated this is and I'm learning, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm learning and I'm listening. That's what I keep trying to do. Let's keep doing it together, right? Okay. What gives you hope? My sweater collection. <laughs> Why? Tell me more about it. I have some fabulous sweaters. Well, that does not surprise me at all. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I hated winter. I hated winter and cold weather. And so what would get me out, I noticed that what got me excited about those days is if I had something really cool to wear. That is lovely. There you go. So I'm going to be okay. I know material things should not bring you so much happiness. And just, uh, I don't know, what, what brings you hope? What do you got? The people in my life that are working for justice. Um, the people in my life that are listening and trying to just learn something new. Uh, with, without a doubt, my kids give me hope. Because they already know so much more than, than me. And open my heart in so many different ways. You make me feel so... Uh materialistic right there <laughs> i don't i mean i'm just saying i should have said something like that you know oh pooey yeah like you i know. also okay the other thing that gives me hope that lifts my mood when i'm really struggling yeah is to put on a pair of headphones like big ones that make it so i can't hear anything else and then 
I have like this short little playlist that includes <laughs> Poker Face by Lady Gaga, okay. which I only just now discovered. My, 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 my Poker Face. That yeah, that one. one. Isolated. Uh, a couple songs by the punk band Pussy Riot and I Won't Let You Down by OK Go. And I just put them on repeat and then I get super annoyed when someone deigns to interrupt my dancing in the kitchen. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but uh, Kanye West has some terrific in the mood to kick some butt songs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, so you wouldn't, you know. I don't necessarily like his politics, but I can get up and jam for that. Yeah. And, and I would never wear a meat dress. Okay. Well, this is true. All right. Well, thank you, guys. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Don. Bye. Bye. This episode of My Racist Friend is a production of the Bloomington Center for Connection, an organization using relational cultural theory to promote social change through connection. This conversation between Don Griffin Jr. and Amy McKee, LCSW, took place in separate locations in Bloomington, Indiana, on Monday, September 28, 2020, and was edited for this podcast by Kevin McKees. Theme music lovingly sampled from Your Racist Friend by They Might Be Giants. My Racist Friend will be attending the virtual Flyover Podcast Festival hosted by Dimension Mill on October 8th and 9th. Don and Amy's session is scheduled for 2 p.m. on Thursday, October 8th. Tickets for the festival are $49, but use the discount code FRIENDS, F-R-I-E-N-D-Z, to get in for half price. For more information, go to flyoverpodcastfestival.com. Follow the Bloomington Center for Connection on Facebook and other social media platforms. Sour tarts, I thought. Sour tarts. Which are really sour and tarty. They're sour and tart. There's nothing interesting really about them except that your face looks funny when you eat them.